Welcome to Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club. I'm Jess. And I'm Nomi. And welcome to our brand new podcast. Uh, so brand new that I don't have an opener for it yet. <laughs> we don't even have a thing. But we will be talking about the new CW show, Nancy Drew, which is going to be on Wednesdays at 9, right after Riverdale. And we have watched the pilot episode and it is a steamy take on nancy drew it was actually surprisingly i did not think that there was going to be so much like sex and nudity people are going to be so mad because nancy drew's a beloved wholesome gal the yes the nancy drew in the tv show i feel like is more real life than she is in the books because in the books, mind you, they started, what, the 40s? Yeah. And they're written. This is a fun fact. Carolyn Keene is a ghostwriter name for, like, seven different people. Oh. Yeah. So it was a bunch of different people, men and women, who wrote that series. And Carolyn Keene is not a real person. Does not exist. Totally didn't know that. I didn't know that until recently. Yeah. Um, but we actually are going to be incorporating a mystery book into each of these podcasts. Uh, probably, like, one every two podcasts because we're a little slow readers, but we actually went and read the first episode or the first book of Nancy Drew, Nancy Drew in the Secret of the Old Clock. Yes. And it was uh, the book read was uh, obviously really fast, but um, it's young adult. Fiction. Yes. Uh, like <laughs> should I, be. I read that. It was uh, tough for me. I read that at work in between meetings and doing work. And I read that in like less than two days. Yeah. But um, but I feel like the TV show, and we're not going to do too many spoilers on the episode because the episode airs next Wednesday after Riverdale. But I feel like the character in the TV show is more real in today's life than the character in the book where she's very loving and wholesome and mm-hmm. you know innocent which like, no teen is like that anymore <laughs> right maybe like yeah. even though she was you know in the character in the book uh. She did do her edginess because she would break the rules a little but bit. But edgy for back then. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the character in the show, the, some of the things that are parallel are um, she is her in the books. Her mom has passed and in the show, her mom has passed. Mm-hmm. Her dad is also a lawyer. Um, fun fact originally cast in the pilot i actually watched was freddie prince jr as her dad which is so weird yes but it's been recast as scott wolf or just they traded out for another early 2000s so they had to reshoot a lot of those scenes because so annoying yeah because a lot of the scenes that he's in it's not a solo scene it's all interacting with other characters yeah um that would be a nightmare, but I'm sure they're used to it. Do you know why Freddie Prince Jr. decided to back out? I think he had something else he was doing. I'm not. I read, but I totally forget. But mm-hmm. I like him as the dad. But it's also just funny shame to, on him to because see. this season is going to blow up. It's going to be. I think huge. it's going to be another kind of Riverdale uh, sleeper hit where people catch on after a little bit and realize, ooh, this is really good. Uh, the mystery that they have created in the show is quite good. Um, I don't want to give things away. You need to tune in next Wednesday on the CW. But it um, it, it hooked me at the very like the final scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, they develop a really good mystery to to drive the show forward. It's not it's not like a serialized thing. Like there's a one mystery that kind of goes throughout the whole season. Season, yes. Yeah. So very yeah, Riverdale-y yeah. in a way. Um, you're not going basically if you don't like cliffhangers, you're not going to like the show. <laughs> yeah. 
But if you don't like cliffhangers, why do you watch television at all? Yeah, that's true. Or movies yeah. or anything. You know what I must say, though, about Nancy Drew and the secret of the old clock and the cover of that book gives away, like, the mystery of the book. So we, the mystery in this first Nancy Drew book, because this is a little book chat, too, that we'll be talking about the books. Nancy Drew, spoilers if you haven't read it, um, Nancy Drew has to help she wants to help find um the hidden will that she believes exists this man died in the community and he had promised all these beloved friends some a lot of money to help them pay all their bills and his friends and family and relatives that the money would go to actually are at har- on hard times yeah and but then these jerky people the top hims who are already rich they ended up I guess he had written a previous will and they're set to get all his inheritance. So Nancy's like, that can't be right. I must find there's rumors of this other will. So she uh, goes on this journey to find where this will is, but it's in a, like uh, there's a book that leads to it. That's in an old clock, but the most of the mystery is like, where could it possibly be? So the whole time reading the book, I'm like, it's in the clock. It's in the clock. It's in the clock. It says it on the cover. It's in the clock. Yes, exactly. So they should have maybe, I guess back in the day that was different. You just, I don't know. I didn't actually look at the cover before uh, reading the book because I was like, I don't have time. What? I got to read this book. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that sounds funny, but she read it online. So Yeah. <laughs> like, she just doesn't oh, look at the cover. She closes her eyes and opens the book. Yes. Arbitrary page. No, but the... I think it's maybe because things have changed over time. Now all the mystery books are called like, she was watching gone lady. Right. Oh, girl on the train. Woman on a subway. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But like they're also, they're all about women. So it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think because women are really into mysteries. I mean, I know some men that are, but I feel like women are like just obsessed with mysteries that kind, yeah. There are a lot of like Michael Connolly's a mystery writer. There's a lot of male mystery writers and like thriller, horror, and suspense. But I think it's weird how I feel like probably more men gravitate to the male authors and women gravitate to the female authors, mm-hmm. like a Gillian Flynn or like you know. I but like Dean Koontz writes a thriller mystery. I think of books my dad tells me he reads, and it's mm-hmm. often by like Michael Connolly or Dean Koontz. And then my mm-hmm. mom reads a lot of the ones like we read. Or, like James like, Peterson is Patterson. another Patterson. Yeah. I well, mean, he's, he's more of like a. Isn't he more of like a romance book? No, he's all thriller. Is he? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, what's the guy who the writes? The Nicholas Sparks yes. guy. Yeah. Which, I mean, I read the first chapter of Notebook. I'm like, ugh, this is awful. I just don't have an no offense for a romantic you. comedy. I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I read um, when it was popular and everybody was like, this is the book that you need to read. Oh, my God, it's so good. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. I, I read through that so fast. I'm like, this is... No. You know, I said I've not read that, but apparently it was originally written as um, uh, fan fiction for Twilight. Huh. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Well, this is um, Fifty Shades of Grey is a lot more perverted uh, than Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> most fan fiction tends to be. Yes. It's very perverted. Like, And perverted, not like, oh, my God, that turns me on. Yeah. It's perverted. Like, that's actually gross no don't yeah. and then like the main guy character in there mm-hmm. um gray yes like he if he's very conceited egotistical like yeah. he any like a major d-bag in my opinion right you know what is one of the few romantic comedies i've read recently is um 
I read the Crazy Rich Asians trilogy. I heard that is so good. You know what's interesting? I honestly, with book one, I found the movie to be a better story. Mm -hmm. Um, Now they do incorporate some lines from book two and three into the movie one, because I I guess they assume they wouldn't definitely be doing a trilogy of the movies. But um, I found the books to be a great read, but I thought... It was a little bit more, um, I guess, like a Hollywood happy ending in the movie. Uh, I like them both. I kind of like them independently of each other. Did you watch the movie before watch or reading the book? I did, which is weird. I never really like a book uh, less than a movie, but mm-hmm. I kind of liked the movie more than the book. Huh. But I, I continued and read the other. The, what's interesting, though, though, about the book is they do introduce so many characters in the movie and in, in the book, but they really follow the plot lines of other characters a bit more heavily in the in the series so i'm interested to see what they do with the movies if they kind of focus kind of shift gears and focus on different characters or if they stay with that main couple uh but that was a good one i've read a lot of books this year mm-hmm. um do you have any other favorite mysteries you've read this year uh this year not mysteries per se i mean i did uh read the eleanor a uh, book from Reese's. Uh, oh, Eleanor Oliphant is completely yes. fine. Yes. And they're supposed to be making a movie out of that pretty soon, too, from what I hear. But um, I, I don't know much movie details. And I wouldn't consider that as a mystery. I think no. of that more as like a quirky, just easy blot read. Yeah. Like everybody has been saying, oh, Reese's books, uh, book list is so, it's so good. Everything's great. That was the first time I read something of her list. I'm like, it's, it's a decent book. It's okay. Yeah. But it's a filler book. So if I'm where, if I'm reading something scary, Mm -hmm. I would then read Eleanor to help ease my mind so I could go to sleep. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Cause it's more, yeah, it's, it's not a scary book. It's but not a scary you book. You know where Reese did really hit the mark is when she put our pal Megan Miranda's new book, The Last Guest House, mm-hmm. on her book list. Uh, Megan Miranda's a Charlotte author. She's been on, we work at the CW affiliate here in Charlotte, and she's been on our show, so I pretend she's my friend now. Um, but she uh, has some really great mystery books. So if you're looking to read some, they're pretty quick suspenseful reads with a really good plot twist. Um, the Last Guest House is good. I think The Perfect Stranger was my favorite of hers. I haven't read that. Um, she has another one called All the Missing Girls. I like them. I've read a bunch of her books. Um, maybe we'll try to get her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. And if you are listening and you have suggestions of books you want us to read and review, we can do it. But uh, would you give, let's see, out of five stars, what would you give Nancy Drew in The Secret of the Old Clock? Well, if I was a teenager... Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe even the preteen, <laughs> preteen, like maybe like, uh, I don't know, fifth grade, fifth grade would probably be it. Fifth, fourth grade um, in the 40s. Mm-hmm. I would probably say it's probably a grade or stars. I would. Well, you do grade. You know, I would I would say probably about B minus. B minus. I would have to put myself in the mindset. Now, as a kid, I did read a lot of the books and I think I love them. So I'm going to go with like fifth grade. Jess gives it probably an A. Mm-hmm. But. You know, I was more into Goosebump books. I did Goosebump too. I loved Goosebumps. Do those count as mysteries? Can we read one of those? 
Oh my she god. She would just read only stupid books on this <laughs> podcast. I really like the Goosebump books that were like you get to pick the direction of the story. Mm-hmm. And so oh, it was like your own adventure. So yeah, so then Bandersnatch on And Netflix. they didn't do that at first. At first it was just like a regular book. Yeah. And then halfway into the popularity of Goosebumps, they got into pick your own adventure, pick your own story. So then you would read one way, then you would go back and then read the other yeah. way to see what happened. Oh, yeah, because then you you want, yeah, you're never just reading the one. That's how we get you. It's like two books in one. Yeah. Um, I liked Fear Street by R.L. Stein. That was also really good. I read a lot as a kid, and I find the older I get, the more I'm reverting back to my childhood self where I, like, I used to read all the time, and I was really into lip gloss, and that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> I was really into lip gloss. The only problem with lip gloss, though, is if it's windy. Oh, ugh. that's my pet peeve. Oh, and you have a Jeep, so you understand. Yep. And anytime I'm a passenger in a Jeep, which happens to be frequently because my friend has a Jeep, I get the lip gloss. I'm like, please tell me before we're riding in this thing so I don't put the lip gloss on. <laughs> because your hair just gets caught up all yeah. up in it. Yep. This is really hard being a girl. Yes. And you know what? Nancy Drew had a convertible. She probably had the same problem. And how would you say the pilot and we're not going to reveal too much because like i said everyone we're, dies we're not going to spoil <laughs> the, dies the pilot of it but um <laughs> what would you say are there a lot of similarities from the book like the characters and things that you hear and read in the book compared to the tv show I would say no, because the in the book, she's like a super daddy's girl, and she like kind of reveres and respects her dad like people used to do when they were kids, or back in the olden days. And in the TV show, she seems to have some animosity towards him and the way he's acted since the death of their mom, uh, uh, her mom. And in the books, maybe later on in the series, uh, she doesn't have a job. Her job is kind of like, I guess she just has her Runs errands yeah, in the book. Yeah, dad. Um, but I don't know if young women worked back then. Uh, but this, she's a waitress at a diner, and she seems to be pretty well liked in the books and in this episode, in this series. It seems she's kind of like the, she's kind of like the dark kid in town, like the like goth girl. No, she's not like a goth girl, but she's like the moody teen and, and people, you know, outsider people right. don't like her. And she and it's not that she isn't well liked, but they explain in the episode what's going on in her current state. Yes. Yeah, so she's a bit moody. She's a lot moodier mm-hmm. than she's much more of an emo Nancy Drew. Um, do we see the car convertible in the episode? You know what? That's what I wanted to ask you. Did we? Because I, I was yes. wondering. Okay, yeah. yeah, I forgot. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, so she's got the same blue convertible, and I like. There's kind of this underlying plot line in the um, this mystery, a town mystery going on, um, kind of like a ghost that people see, and that's very like. I think that fits in with the books because there's always kind of, you know, like a little bit of a mystery, but I, I often get Nancy Drew in my head confused with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I could kind of see the relation of that. I do um, like that they are tying in almost the attire of the forties and fifties. They are. They have a little bit of a stylistic with her being a waitress. They have her wear some stylistic uh, things. From and there. some of her regular casual clothes, very much so of that, too. Kind of like what they did with Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same yeah. stylist. I believe it's the same creators, right? Um, I, th- I think so. I'm not sure. Because I'm pretty sure that's what I read last May or something like that. It was the same creators. 
and um and you could see the relationship between the two the two shows like you could see that they are they're visually similar yes yeah they're all very high contrasty dark moody episodes um my favorite thing is when Jimmy Fallon made fun of like the Peanuts gang and yes. he did it in the style of Riverdale. It's hysterical. Yes, because that's what they basically do. But I, I, I found that the pilot episode of, of Nancy Drew had a better mystery hook at the end than Riverdale. So, yes, I felt like Riverdale though. Um, they were really gra- gra- uh, great at capturing everything, but I felt like every episode kind of just ended and was not so much as a cliffhanger so much Mm -hmm. this starts off as a cliffhanger completely and it's more than just one mystery there is several mysteries tied up into one episode yeah it's gonna be a good show and it's premiering next wednesday at nine on charlotte cw and other cws (laughs) but mostly charlotte's but if you want to check out like notes that we have, pictures, um, trailers, anything that we're doing associated with the podcast or our Riverdale Rewind podcast, you can find it on WCCBCharlotte.com. Yes. And again, write in and tell us what mystery books you want us to read. If you've read the worst mystery book ever, you tell us. We'll read it. <laughs> we may read it within two weeks. <laughs> we may read it within two weeks. Exactly. We're setting realistic expectations. <laughs> it is true. It is true. So, um, but I think we're going to wrap up the episode, both episodes of Nancy Drew and Riverdale um, that we did on our podcast shorter than we usually do. Um, but just a little prep before you watch the new episodes on Wednesday. Yeah. So make sure you set those calendars and, Make your TV time an appointment television. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Say goodbye. Goodbye.